the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. God wants to raise up an army of believers whose prayer shakes the nation and the nations of the world. God wants you to shake the evil out of its dwelling place in your family, in your workplace, in the nation. Prayers Heard in Heaven is a teaching ministry teaching God's people to pass blessings with prayer. In the fifth chapter of James, the Bible tells us to pray for one another, that we may be healed, and that the effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous person availeth much. The following program, Prayers Heard in Heaven, with speaker and teacher Valerie Sneed, will help you learn to pray fervently and effectively and truly see results in prayer. Valerie Sneed, with Prayers Heard in Heaven, starts now. God's message for you today, it's so amazing. God wants you to have mountaintop faith. His message today isn't, I'll see you when you get there one day. He's saying, go to the mountaintop today because I'm going to meet you there. Isaiah 43 says this. This is what the sovereign Lord says. I, even I am the Lord. And apart from me, there is no savior. I have revealed and saved and proclaimed. I, not some foreign God among you, you are my witnesses, declares the Lord, that I am God. Yes, from ancient days, I am he. No one can deliver out of my hand. When I act, who can reverse it? Oh, he's saying, I'm a superpower. When I set something in motion, nothing can stop it. Let me fight your battles. Oh, he's trying to impress us today. He wants you to take heart in his ability to resolve every situation that you face. Every challenge that comes your way. He's saying a special word to you today. Come what may. I'm standing right here by your side to deliver you, to help you, to assist you. I am the Lord, and that is my name. For depth, nor height, nor principality, nothing separates you from me. Oh, my goodness, that's love, and it's powerful. I heard the Lord saying this today. The scripture came up. I am the Lord. Behold, the former things have happened. And now I declare new things. Behold, they spring forth. I proclaim them to you. He wants to do a new thing. He's saying former things don't matter. Don't think about them. Don't think about anything negative that happened in the past. Let's go forward now. I'm doing something new for you. And I'm telling you about it before I do it. God always wants to receive the glory. He will tell us before he does something so that he receives the glory. Let's go to the mountaintop today. I want to ask you a question. Where is your faith? Where is it? Maybe you feel like, I, I just have a little faith, Valerie, not a lot. Or maybe I, I have a lot of faith, but I could use more. I'm not sure where you might be or how you may perceive your faith. But God is saying today, I'm going to build you up. I'm going to take you to the mountaintop. Why? Without faith, it's impossible to please him. 
So if it's impossible to please him without faith, then nothing is going to happen for those who do not have faith. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them who diligently seek him. Hebrews 11.6 There is no need for us to go to him if we don't believe that he truly exists. In other words, if we have no faith, not one thing is going to take place. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Oh, Father, take us to the mountaintop today, just as you said that you would. Show us how strong you really are. Show your strength to your people. May our faith rise and ascend to new heights as we study your word and pray. Oh, Father, encourage them today. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Behold, I do a new thing. Have you not known it? When we pray, God reveals what he is going to do. Jesus said this in John five nineteen. So Jesus replied, truly, truly, I tell you, the son can do nothing by himself unless he first sees the father doing it. For whatever the father does, the son also does. God revealed to Jesus what he was going to do when he was in prayer. He revealed to him what he was going to do before he did it. When God does this, you know you have the victory. Prayer takes us from our circumstance to the supernatural. Leave where we are and we step into a new dimension. Isaiah 41, 21 says, Produce your cause, saith the Lord. Bring forth your strong reason. God is saying, show me why I should do what you're asking me to do. What are you praying for? And how will what you are praying for, how will it affect God? Will God's needs be met? Oh, you didn't know that God had needs, right? Well, God truly has needs. His needs go on and on. God is so desperate to get his needs met. He's searching for you. For the Bible says the eyes of the Lord roam to and fro all over the earth to show himself strong on behalf of those whose heart is fully devoted to him. There comes a point where we have to set down the problem. Even when we're in the midst of a situation, we have to set the problem down for a moment. In order to get our needs met, we have to set the problem down and turn our hearts towards God. We must focus on God and not the need. Today, our faith will rise to the mountaintop. You're going to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. I want to share this with you. It was a, some years ago, but I remember it clearly. Like yesterday, I don't believe I'll ever forget it. I went to the doctor. I was in my late 20s, early 30s, something like that. And my whole body was losing muscle tone. I mean, I was losing muscle tone. I was kind of lethargic at times. I didn't have energy. It was getting really serious, especially this loss of muscle tone. So I went to see our family doctor, and what he said was amazing. And I'm telling you, I was not prepared for what this man had to say. So I, you know, I told him what was going on and everything, and he drew some blood, and he said, just sit down. And he said, just stay seated. I'll be right back. I'm going to check your blood, and I'll let you know what's going on. I said, okay, okay, no problem. I'm really not expecting anything, you know, drastic to come back. So he came back in the room after not too long, and he kind of, he sat down on his little doctor's stool, you know, and he spin around and he faced me, and he said, I just don't understand this. And he kind of put his hand to his cheek. He said, I just cannot understand this. And I'm just like looking at him like, what is that supposed to mean? And then he looked up at me with empathy in his eyes. And the second time he said, I just don't understand. I said, doctor, what is it? Like, what is it that you don't understand? He said, I don't understand this. 
He said, you know, I get people in here, and some of them I think they're gang members. Some of them I think they're drug dealers, you know, because he ran a, not only a doctor's office, but he had a little emergency clinic within his, his clinic, his office. And he said, they come in here, and some of them I just wonder about them. He said, but they have perfect health. He said, then somebody like you comes in here, and this happens. Okay, now I'm alarmed. I said, so what happened? What's wrong? You know, and he said, you know, Valerie, he said, you either have muscular dystrophy, multiple sclerosis, or cancer. I said, what? What are you talking about? I said, are you sure? He said, I'm real sure. I'm very sure. I said, why are you saying that to me? He said, it's in your blood. He said, I can tell by the blood levels, the response of your blood to this test. He said, I'm telling you, it's serious, and you're going to have to get to a specialist. And I'm thinking, oh, my goodness. I mean, my heart just took a dive. I left the doctor's office, and I went, and I called my mentor, and she prayed for me over the phone. Well, I wasn't healed. Nothing happened. Days passed. I went to the church, and I received prayer. Nothing happened. I continued to lose muscle tone. Well, I began to pray fervently more intensely, but I didn't get an answer. I went to see another pastor, and he prayed for me, but no answers. Finally, one day, I remember in the midst of the sickness, now I hadn't been to another doctor, and I'm not saying don't go to doctors. It's just that the Lord had not led me yet to go to a specialist. And I remembered, you know, the Holy Spirit will call things to your remembrance. I remember a woman in California who was really sick. She had had a terrible car accident. And I had listened to her story years before this happened to me. I remember that she had five young children and her husband was at home and she was laying in the hospital bed and her bones were deteriorating. And the doctor came to her and told her, he said, you know, Sue, you can't continue to possibly live like this. It's just not possible. He said, you are losing bone mass every day. And we have no answer for why it's sloughing off like this. And I remember her being so devastated the way she described it. And she had these five children at home to raise. But I remembered that she called on God. She said she laid in that hospital room that night and the doctor left her room with this terrible news and she called on God. This lady had mountaintop face. She drew God into her prayer. She said she called on God and she said, Lord, She said, I got five little children at home, and I need to finish raising my five children. She said, and I'm telling you, Lord, that if you would heal me, and if you would allow me to leave this hospital and raise me off of this bed of sickness, I will serve you all the days of my life. Oh, my goodness. I want to tell you that she got well. She went home. She raised her children. That's why I heard her message. And she became a mighty woman of God. God met her needs because she met his. She needed to go home and raise her children, and God needed another strong woman of God. Man, it's so awesome when we learn to draw God into our circumstance and meet his needs. Well, I remembered that. And I went to the Lord in prayer, and I said, Lord, I said, if you would heal me and allow me to raise these little boys, I need to stand by my husband, Father. He can't do this alone. I need to raise my children. And I cried out to him. I said, if you would allow me to have my health back and restore me, Father, and allow me to raise these young children and stand by my husband, I will serve you. I can't remember exactly how many weeks, how many days before I started getting better. 
But that's just the prayer that I prayed. And I didn't change my prayer, but I persevered with that prayer. I want to tell you today, obviously, that I got well. And I served God with a passion, a burning passion in my heart. When we learn to draw God into our prayer, and we give God what he wants, he gives us what we want. Praise God. Remember the woman in the Bible with the issue of blood? And I'm going to a new place now because God is taking us to mountaintop faith today. I'm in Mark 5 and 21. The woman with the issue of blood in the Bible, Jesus is in a crowd and he's surrounded by the people. And there is no way this woman who's weak and sick can get to him to even speak a word to him or to introduce herself and to just tell him what her sickness is. He is surrounded by people and the people are pressing in to get near to him. Fame had gone out about him. Jesus had commanded evil spirits to leave before this day that she meets him. He had healed Simon's mother-in-law just by taking a hold of her hand. He reached out his hand and touched the leper and he was healed. Oh, fame had gone out about it. Well, obviously she had heard about his ability that God had given him to heal. She had no concerns whatsoever that day, really, in hearing what he was saying. She drew near to him. And the closer she got, the more difficult it seemed. The way the Bible accounts, the people were pressing in. And she ended up falling down on the ground. But yet, we have that image that she's crawling. She's crawling. She's stretching forth just to touch the hem of his garment. And when she touched the hem of his garment, remember what Jesus said, who touched me? And the disciples said, Master, what do you mean? They said, you know, there's all these people crowding in. What do you mean who touched you? You know, all these people among us. And I'm paraphrasing, if you will. But she touched the hem of his garment and Jesus said, but virtue has gone out of me. That means power left his body. And we know that she was healed. My point is, is that She wasn't listening. We have no account that she was listening to what he was saying. She had one interest, and that was reaching him, touching the master. When we pray, a lot of times I'm talking to people who aren't getting results in prayer. And a lot of times they're praying the promises of God. And they'll say, well, that doesn't work. You know, this person needs salvation. And I prayed for salvation. They didn't get it. This person need deliverance, and I was quoting scriptures about deliverance, and they didn't get delivered. This person needed to be freed from drug and alcohol addiction, and I prayed these scriptures, and they weren't delivered. Wow. And they wonder, so what happened? Sometimes we are focusing on the promise and not the promise maker. The woman with the issue of blood was not focusing on what Jesus was saying. She was focused on who he is. We have to focus on the promise maker and not always focus on the promise. Every promise God made, every promise in the Bible is backed by the promise maker. That's where the promise lies. The word of God has power, but the power comes from the promise maker, the power behind the promise. If we focus on the promise, then we lose sight of the promise maker. Jesus said, all power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. He is the promise maker. God is stretching forth his hand today. He's stretching forth to touch you, to heal you, to restore you, empowering you to take the next step in a new dynamic relationship with him. 
the results you will see in prayer will be magnificent. When you reach forth to touch the hem of his garment, when you reach forth to the promise maker, not just investing your faith in the promise, but in the promise maker. It's the power behind the promise. It's the power behind it that brings deliverance. Oh, we're stepping into a new dimension of prayer. When we receive faith like this, a word like this, our faith rises up. For we're stretching forth and we're believing that when we touch the hem of his garment, that virtue will come into us. That power that flows from him will come into us. It will strengthen our minds. It will heal our bodies. It will deliver those for whom we need to have deliverance. Are you with me today? When she heard of the miracles that Jesus did, the healing the sick, her heart must have leaped for joy. Can you imagine that no doctor could heal her? No answers had come. And she has spent all of her money. If we invest our time in seeking him, we will get results in prayer. Listen, so many people say, I prayed those promises and nothing happened. But we must put our attention on the promise maker. The promise is important, but stretch forth your hand today and touch the hem of his garment. I want to show you a powerful form of prayer today, and I'm going to kind of go quickly, but it's just so amazing. I have never seen it fail. I have received results 100% of the time. Sometime when someone comes to me and they have a desperate need and they need prayer, the Lord will say, Valerie, go face down. When you get home, go face down before me for them. And I'll do just that. See, then I know that the Holy Spirit is directing me and that then he is going to intercede for that person as I pray. And when the Holy Spirit intercedes, the prayer is answered 100% of the time. So I will go to the Lord in prayer face down. Now, it's not the position of my body that causes him To answer the prayer, the position of my body reminds me of my state. It puts me in a humble state before God. And I know that of myself, I can do nothing. But God can deliver. He can heal. And he will answer. My heart is then turned to the promise maker, the boundless, limitless power of God. In this broken place, I seek God for myself first. Taking to him myself before I pray for them. I'm soul searching. I repent of any offenses I may have committed against anyone. And I may not even know that I've committed anything, but I'm still going to repent. And then there's a time of confession. It's an important time to confess any hurt. Any hurt that you may be carrying that causes anger against someone else. It's time to let it go. Whispering confession out loud is so powerful. When you're in a place where no one else can hear and it's just you and God. But when we make confession to God and we speak it out loud, I want to tell you it brings deliverance and it reminds you, oh, yes, he's real and he hears me. And then adoration, glorifying God, praying about how magnificent he is, how wonderful he is, how powerful and loving, how merciful he is, forgiving forgiving anyone who has offended us and just giving God adoration. Oh my goodness. And all of his power to create the universe and hold it in the place and the balance of his hands. Oh, he is a mighty, mighty God. 
Then, after I've done this, I bring that person's situation before God. By this time, he has given me permission to enter into the Holy of Holies. He has reached forth and drawn me in. When we pray like this, the Holy Spirit begins to intercede. Now, maybe you say, Valerie, I can't go face down. Maybe you have some health concerns, but you can lie up on your bed and still do the same thing. God is waiting for you. He's waiting for us to come to him and pour out our hearts to worship him and to commune with him. And when we do this, when we commune and practice a form of communion, you will knock darkness out of its dwelling place. And God will answer you when you seek him and communion in this type of prayer. God doesn't want any of our prayers to be barren and to produce nothing. Our prayers are to be powerful. They are to shatter Satan's kingdom. Today, we're going to a new place. God wants to answer our prayers. He wants to show himself strong. He wants you to call unto him. Isaiah 43 says, behold, I do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? I will even make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. That's Isaiah 43 and 19. But then there's a place in verse 19 where he says, but thou hast not called upon me. We must call upon him for new things to spring forth. All of us, God wants us to call upon him. But we must consider when we call upon him, what does God want from us? Give God what he wants and he will give you what you want. When we pray, we must take God's desires into consideration. Put God into the prayer. Draw God's needs into your prayer. And then he will give you the desires of your heart. Remember when Hannah prayed? Hannah was barren in 1 Samuel. She had been barren for years, and she desired to give her husband a son. Hannah went to the Lord in prayer. And remember what she prayed? She told the Lord, she said, if you would give me a son. She wanted that son to give to her husband. She said, if you would give me a son, Lord, I will devote him back to you. I'm paraphrasing just a bit. I will devote him back to you. And remember after that, Hannah becomes pregnant. And when she does, the Bible says after the baby is weaned, she takes the baby to the temple to the priest Eli. And Eli continues to raise Samuel. And what happens? Samuel becomes one of the greatest prophets in the Bible. Hannah needed a son, a baby, for God to open her womb and to give her a son to present to her husband. But God needed a priest. He needed a prophet. Israel needed a true man of God. And through Hannah's prayer, they got one. Hannah drew God into her prayer by meeting God's need. And when she met God's need, God met hers. Oh, my goodness, that's so powerful. Hannah prayed fervently, and God answered. 1 John five fourteen says this. This is the confidence that we have in approaching God, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask him for, then we know that we have the petitions that we ask of him. This is the key to mountaintop faith, knowing the will of God. And then when we pray, we have confidence because we know that he hears us because we're praying according to his will. 
When we pray his will, we're praying from a place of victory. And we know that he's going to answer that prayer. When we understand the principles of prayer, we stand with mountaintop faith. And our prayers bring mighty results. Oh, my goodness. We have to learn to draw God into the prayer. What does God want from you, child of God? What has he been crying out to you about? What has he been pressing into you about? What has he deposited into your spirit? Is there something in your life that you're withholding from God? Is it your time? Is it your finances? Are you not giving back to God a portion of what he has already given to you? Because all finances are his anyway. It's our obedience. You see, because our finances follow our heart. And we have to give God what he wants, and he will give us what we want. I'm Valerie Sneed with Prayers Heard in Heaven, teaching God's people to pray. You've been listening to Valerie Sneed with Prayers Heard in Heaven. If you missed any of the program, listen next Sunday evening at 530. For more information about their weekly live prayer call, visit their website at prayersheardinheaven.com. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.